1: Hey, I'm Alana Levine. Sophie and Ari invited me to talk a little bit about my podcast on their podcast. I host a show called Little Known Facts with Alana Levine, which is really a deep dive into... The life and uh, struggles and joys of all of the celebrities that you love. So, guests on my show include Allison Janney and Octavia Spencer and Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker and Cynthia Nixon and B.D. Wong and Patty Lupone. Stars of screen and television and Broadway. More Tony winners than I can even list, and Oscar winners and Emmy winners, and people that. I admire so much, not just because of their unbelievable talent, but their unbelievable hearts as well. And if you're looking for your ordinary airbrush soundbite interview, this is not going to be the podcast for you. But if you are interested in hearing um, intimate, hilarious, raw, inspiring conversations with artists you love as they share their life stories and what has kept them going against all odds, I think this is a podcast for you. So Little Known Facts with Alana Levine, you can find it anywhere podcasts are found. You can follow me on Instagram at Little Known Facts Podcast for more behind the scenes with all of these amazing, amazing artists. Um, I look forward to meeting you. Thanks for listening.
2: There's a place here at the table, your coats go by the door, you
1: can kick your
0: shoes off in that pile on the floor, I hope you wore elastic, cause your waistband's gonna get tight, Take time's done, we're
3: having a night. Hi guys. Hello. I'm Sophie. And I'm Ari. And this is Having a Night. A podcast dedicated to reviving the lost art of the dinner party. Season
2: two.
3: Mm-hmm. Ari, what'd you eat this week? Oh,
2: man. I ate so many good things this week. You I did? Don't, yeah, because I went home to Chicago. Oh, that's right. And, you know, when I get home, it's like whatever my parents are making is the most delicious thing. I don't know what they sprinkle on it. It's like Venturi MSG. I yeah. don't know. But um, my mom made this just simple, like, linguine with a tomato sauce she made with fresh tomatoes and it was just i, I don't know how it was so good wait hold on parm
3: <laughs> Back up. or like a mozzarella situation for some reason i'm just picturing really ooey gooey
2: mozzarella but no, it's probably no. parm there was this little parm on top it was yeah. really just this tomato oh. sauce
3: yeah i'm having a moment I'm not I having a night i'm having a fresh moment I'm
2: <laughs> i just sent her into a spiral yeah just really nice and simple That's and homey. Perfect. The best thing I ate this week I had on my way over here. Um, no.
3: Yes. Yes. City Bakery hot chocolate. I mean,
2: it's so good. I'm looking at our producer like, what? Really? You want a hot chocolate? It's hot out. Well, not to me.
3: <laughs> I really needed like a petite treat. A petite treat. You love it. And... City Bakery, I can't believe that I live in the same neighborhood as the greatest hot chocolate in New York City. It's extremely (laughs) exciting for me. And they do a shot of hot chocolate, so you don't have to go and get, like, a mug full. You can just get a shot. It comes in, like, an espresso cup size. And... It's so creamy. It's like a melted chocolate bar with a little bit of milk.
2: I'm losing it. (laughs) I'm not, I don't have it for hot chocolate the way you do. You don't have Uh, a hard on for hot chocolate? (laughs) No. I do. You had a special, you had a little treat on your way here. I needed a little treat. Do you remember when Starbucks tried to get into that game of like mini, they were doing like Aztec hot chocolate? I don't know why you're
3: laughing when I would have been all about it.
2: Oh, it's just funny to me. That Starbucks like <laughs> thought that that was a market that they could get into.
3: <laughs> You're like, I'm there. I, I'm like, yeah, why is that not a stock? market they should get into? Okay, and then should. on my way to the subway, I saw a guy drinking a frappuccino, and I was like. Ooh, that looks good.
2: Yeah. Ooh. I was at the airport and two people, like behind me, I just overheard their conversation and they were like grown adults. And all of a sudden they're talking about something serious. And then suddenly we passed to Starbucks. <gasps> ooh, should we get frappuccinos? <laughs> and I, it brought me joy. I, it didn't annoy me at all. I was like, ooh, should I get one too with <laughs> so you? So
3: cute. I mean, you weren't on that trip in the Berkshires when we, we went um, up to <laughs> my country house and we were all. We got so hammered, and the next morning we woke up and we were like, we need Frappuccinos. But there wasn't a Starbucks on the way back to the theater, so we drove an hour and a half out of our way Oh my god! to get Frappuccinos. Oh Thank my you, Chris god. and Tom.
2: Worth it. Yeah, no, there's no, <laughs> there's no Starbucks up there. So before we get started
3: on our extremely exciting episode oh today, hot chocolate is sort of in the mix, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> We wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that often, you know, we sort of bash this idea of dietary restrictions and we just wanted to clarify a we hope that we haven't hurt anybody's feelings but b we are of course extremely aware that there is a huge difference between a dietary restriction because it's part of a diet or like a fad diet and a dietary restriction that has to do with health or religious reasons those are two vastly different things and i think what ari and i were trying to say last week when we were with david Mm tanis was really just This sort of, you know, idea that's hysterical to us of a person who comes over and is like, well, I'm lactose intolerant, but then eats ice cream at the end of the meal. And it's like, okay, that seems like maybe it's more of a choice rather than something that has to do with your health. Yes. So... We just wanted to clarify that, and we really, really don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, even though sometimes we're assholes. Yeah. And I also just want to say about the fad diet thing, like, I think part of why Ari and I have a sort of vitriolic response against it is because we've both gone through phases of cutting out Who gluten, and cutting out dairy, and, and for me, it really did affect my relationship to food for a longer time than I would like to admit, And I, which is something we can absolutely cover in later episodes, but... I think because of that, it's like when you do start to have a healthy attitude towards food again and you see people doing this, it's like, no,
2: don't do Exactly. Don't go down that path. Exactly. to regret it. So, we'd love to hear from you guys on this issue too. If you want to write us at hello at havinganightpodcast.com or DM us on our Instagram handle at havinganight and open up this conversation more or ask any questions or give us your opinion or any feedback, we want to hear it from you. Yeah.
3: Now, without further ado, what time is it? Well, I'd say it's tea time. (laughs) I think for the whole whole episode, we should try to be the queen. Speaking URP. Yes. (laughs) Guys, today's all about tea parties, which is one of my favorite things in the world. I'm always so embarrassed to admit that, like... All I want for my birthday is for someone to take me to tea at the plaza. Right? I've never been. Let's go. Oh my let's God, let's go. go this year. What are yeah. we waiting for? I don't know. I think I've always been too embarrassed. Oh no. And now I'm dating an English guy and I'm like, oh, I really Full can't forth. admit it. I really <laughs> oh, can't. Oh, you admit it. can't? Well, I feel like that's so American idea of what oh, it's oh, like. Oh, yeah. To be What's English? that called?
2: Wait, when people who are, Amer- when you like idealize. Anglophilia? Like, yes. Yeah.
3: Maybe I've got it. I've got it bad. i <laughs> have got it real bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, because you know what? Tea parties, it's it's a full, and I hate to say this, but it's a mood. Very few other party themes or party genres. It's the whole, I can smell it. I can see it. I can feel it. I can feel the plush kind of velvet seat that I'm sitting on. It's just so a whole true. atmospheric in-body, outside body. You know what I mean. <laughs> in-body, out-of-body. Body. <laughs>
3: <Yeah. laughs>
2: Between bodies. <laughs> yeah. No, it's
3: a whole it's it's aesthetic, it's a flavor, yeah. it's a costume, it's the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. To start, I have brought some tea with me, which is now getting all over me in this extremely hot studio. So you're going to listen to the three of us panting as we're like drinking this tea. But Ooh,
2: the steam is coming out. It's up. this amazing
3: mm. tea that actually my grandmother, it's like her mix um or not not mix like um her tea blend that they still make in this place in Hamburg called Tietzfunk, um, Z W A N C K, um, and it's called Fünf Uhr Mischung, which is the five o'clock tea, wow. and it's the most aromatic. Like smell it. Oh, it's a black tea. The is most it incredible aromas. It? No, whoever wants to drink, or drink can drink it. Sit. You can't order it online. You have to, like, call and speak with a person in German over the phone. If anybody wants it, you can DM us, and I can procure some for you. It's so good. So, okay, I brought that.
2: How did you steep it? Um so Do you go like to a specific temperature, like really So
3: for black tea I boil the water. For green tea, I stop it just before boiling. So like you can kind of tell by the sound or when the first bigger bubbles start mm. to come up. Mm-hmm. Cause green tea, you burn it so easily. Yeah. And that drives me crazy. But for this I boil it and then the ratio is usually supposed to be one for the one per person and one for the pot. So for three of us, I put in three teaspoons plus one for the pot and then just brewed it until it looked Dark-ish, but not frightening. I didn't bring any
2: milk. Usually I would have, but, you know, oh. i was just
3: trekking up town.
2: No, you don't want to, like, have a whole tea party in your in your purse. <laughs> exactly. Not when you're holding hot chocolate. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Today's a hot beverage kind of a day for it's me. It's really, I'm so hot, I'm going to take my shirt off. <laughs> it's really hot in our studio, everyone. Yeah. If you ever hear us complain, I feel like sometimes we complain about it on air. It's, yeah. So when we're drinking hot beverages. Sweltering.
3: Woo! Hello. Okay, before we really talk about what we would be wearing to a tea party, yeah. how many pastels you can cram into one meal, we got to talk about the history, which I'm so excited to know about. Yeah, with yeah. the deep dive episode. Exactly. The, I think our last one was about taste.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
3: similarly to, you know, our fabulous Catherine de' Medici, who brought taste to France, who knew that France needed to be taught taste, right. a Portuguese... Kath, Catherine of Braganza Bragana. of Portugal was a heavy tea drinker, and when she married King Charles II, she brought a casket of tea with her to England, and that was how tea was introduced to England. I just love it.
2: I love it, too. I, who would have thought? Who would have thought
3: well, Portugal? I know, and it's because they had the Chinese port of Macau— They had colonized the Chinese port of Macau, so they had obviously been drinking tea there, and then they brought it there. And I just love that then in the UK it eventually it had to replace ale as the morning drink. I know, I love
2: that, right? (laughs) They were all drinking ale in the morning all All the the time.
3: time, right? This is Catherine of Braganza. She's here. She's bringing her casket of tea. She,
2: although she's a heavy tea drinker. I, mean, I know. I love that. It's like, oh, you're marrying Catherine? Well, oh watch out. Boy. She's a heavy tea drinker.
3: It's like seeping through her pores. Her face right. just like is seeping tea. Ew.
2: But, yeah, so, like but tea
3: cups. parties didn't become a thing until the 18th century. So we got to wait 100 years before it becomes like a real party. When Anne, the Duchess of Bedford... Who was, of course, one of Queen Victoria's ladies-in-waiting. Yeah. Couldn't handle the long gaps between meals, so she had to make an extra meal, a tea party.
2: I love it. <laughs> it was just too painful. This <laughs> long, These hours of doing nothing, really expending all this energy, just sitting on a throne and twiddling her thumbs. <gasps> Is that bad? Maybe she was doing things. But wasn't it like a sign of, um, like, class and people, if you did nothing? Yeah. Yeah, th- right? that's why it and was And are like, a God, sign. this is so, yeah. this makes me so hungry doing nothing. Yeah, if you were obese, it
3: was a sign of like, well, right. Wealth you're living well.
2: Exactly. But day also, it was day.
3: really an excuse to sit around and be social, you know, to sit in some low chairs and gossip and,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know, bring your people over, sit in the garden. Oh, I do love it. I yeah. Picture a white wicker chair. Yes, and, like,
2: that's (laughs) in a void. And I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Since it is this between, it's it's created as this snack time, basically, or lunch, if you want to go that far. But it's between the two main meals, and there's just this sense of everything is small. And it's like you don't want to eat too much of it. And I think that's part of how we think of it now. It's like... Well, I'll just have a little bit more, you know, it's, yes. the, it's everything's the sense of restraint.
3: Well, it's also everything is so dainty. Yes, exactly. Everything is so beautiful. You know, sandwiches with the crusts cut off and mm-hmm. perfect little macaroons and madeleines and tears. 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 That's T-I-E-R-S, not the other kind. And, <laughs> and well, tears well, and just
2: weeping. <laughs> if you go to, have you ever been to a really good tea party? I don't know. I and mean, you lo- think we would weep? weep? We th- I might. Who knows? Times are hard.
3: <laughs> but also, this idea of high tea actually, what we actually think of as quote unquote high tea is actually afternoon tea.
1: Because oh. high tea
3: was actually an evening meal around 6 p.m. that laborers and miners would have when they came home. So high tea was actually meat and potatoes and tea, not little. Beautiful sandwiches and, like, perfect pastries That's and That's so tea. confusing. So it's it's afternoon tea. Oh, my God. Wait, this is so exciting. It's actually what we'd think of as high tea is low tea because all of the guests were seated in low armchairs with low side tables. Oh,
2: my God. Do you think they had to, like, swap out the furniture? Or I guess they had, like— no, I think So it's much like, space. There's a room. Yeah, you're in, like, a salon, and in your salon in a
3: tea room, right? Yeah.
2: I think. It is so um, interesting how it feels uh, so similar to, like, Japanese culture and being mm. low to the ground. I wonder it's, if that—
3: you can just some slide crossover. off when you've had too much tea. <laughs> just get, like, <slived laughs> down onto the floor. I do want to talk a little bit about tea etiquette. Yeah, it's huge. Because you can't put lemon and sugar in your tea. You can't? No, you can't put them both in. Why no, not? No, no, lemon and lemon and milk. Lemon oh, and no, milk. of course not. It yeah, will curdle. Exactly,
2: but I think some people don't know that. Oh. Because it makes buttermilk. Ooh. Yeah. So don't do that. Is or, there a temperature the milk has to be at to curdle? I was just thinking about this.
3: Uh, I know Cook's Illustrated says if you don't have actual buttermilk, you can make it. You can substitute it by... Taking just milk. milk, I think it can just be cold, yeah. and then putting in lemon, and you let it stand for five minutes. So, like, you really don't oh, want no, that it in your tea. Oh, it doesn't have to be but, hot. So those should be separate. So don't do that. But apparently you should put the sugar into the cup first because the French say that to put milk in your tea before sugar is to cross the path of love, perhaps never to marry. I mean, what? What? What yeah, does marriage why, have to do with it? Well, also, like, why are you crossing the path of love?
2: Right. Like, That's something like, like you a, don't like, screw before marriage.
3: Oh, maybe. Oh, I like that. Yeah, probably. So just to, to finish up a little bit of history, because as you, may, as you guys may be able to tell, I was feverishly researching online. <laughs> um, <laughs> iced tea. Thank God we did something right. Uh, we being Americans did something right when it came to tea because iced tea. My favorite drink was born in St. Louis iced tea. My favorite rapper, my favorite actor, Law & Order SVU, Uh shout out, (laughs) um, was born in St. Louis when an Englishman named Richard Blutchenden, I don't know how to pronounce that. Okay, he was trying to introduce tea to Americans, but it was so hot that he dropped some ice cubes in the tea, and then everybody started freaking out about it. And iced tea was born. How did it not occur to people earlier
2: that they could cool things down? <laughs>
3: anything.
2: Yeah. I mean it's not that revolutionary. And on this day, Richard Bleich did invent it. Just like, what did he do? Yeah, really? Was he, went, Wasn't he I, really that smart? He's like, oh shit, let me cool it down, God. and then
3: he did. But we also did something bad for tea. We invented the tea bag in New
2: York, in fact. Why? Because it's more wasteful.
3: No, I just so I love I love a tea bag for herbal tea. mm Hmm. Like a minty whatever, but green tea in a tea bag, uh-uh-uh, because they have to chop it up into teeny tiny particles oh. instead of having the leaf actually in its rolled form. So, like, uh. they don't actually expand the same. It tastes completely <gasps> different. When it tastes really acrid, yeah. bitter, that's... It's oh, usually that's from a so tea bag.
2: Interesting. Yeah. I feel like the it gets like squashed in there when it's trying to expand. Well, no, no, no. They they actually. Oh, they, so, so they cut it down. If you're
3: getting green tea in a tea bag, it's the worst green tea that you can get. As in, it's like the actual dregs yeah. of the tea. Got it. Because it's like, of course, it's yeah, done in levels. And so, if you want to have good green tea, which like I would, I would just rather drink a different kind of tea or drink good green tea. You know, because like in the bag, it does taste so. Yeah, yeah, and then black tea is is great in in a bag, but then when you brew it loose, it's so exciting. I think if
2: you're having a high tea, you gotta brew it loose, you guys. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think and anytime you can kind of sit. I think it's the grab uh-huh. and go culture is more tea bag. Yeah, it's true.
3: Anyway, so that was invented in New York in 1908. Got to think, tea bags have only been around for 111 years. <laughs> Amazing,
2: William Sullivan. Inventor of the tea bag. And he was a tea purveyor and he was sending, I love this, he was sending people samples. He was really, you know, self self marketing guy. Yeah. And he was sent the samples in little silk bags. Yeah. And hence, here
3: we are. Here
2: we are,
3: drinking tea bags. So we've really been focusing on
2: Western tea, but of course there's high mean. Oh my God. Whoa, hello, dim sum. We're, I mean, we are such babies compared to tea babies. Tea babies.
3: Well, so in a traditional Western tea, there's a lot that we've got going on, right? Yeah. We've got the tea. Who knows? Maybe it's an Earl Grey. Maybe it's Darjeeling. Maybe it's English breakfast. But then wow. we've got scones. We've got clotted cream. We've got jam. Yeah. We've got tea sandwiches. Maybe my favorite food in the world. I think they might be my favorite food in the world. A cucumber tea sandwich. Don't make that claim on the podcast, because who knows? I, you might change your mind. Oh, f- I thought maybe you were going to be like, you might get a whole case full of cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> never I'm never been I'm out the here. optimist.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. maybe. Woo! <laughs> do the sandwiches get served at the same time as the scones and the cakes? Yeah, they do. So, there's not, it's not, well, I guess that makes it more casual, right? If they're not coursing it out. Well, everything I've been, is on a different
3: level. I've experienced both. Yeah. But I think usually everything comes at the same time. But I've definitely been places where it's like you begin with the tea sandwiches and then you get your sort of dessert like things. But I mean, a scone is so heavy. It's like, I don't understand how you can have a full afternoon tea and then go on to live your life.
2: Right. And then go have like a. A turkey leg for dinner.
3: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's insane. Yeah. I guess that's like you just roll over, take a nap, but you're so caffeinated. Yeah. You can't. like, no, I feel like shit.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's what I, I think we're drawn to. We always talk about a whole... Uh, Table filled with antipasti. And this is, like, kind of the same thing. It's true. It's a lot of food. And the waiters aren't taking anything away. There's no—you just sit down, and there's the food, and you can kind of choose your own adventure. You know what I mean? You You can go scones to sandwiches to back to scones. It's true. I mean, an R.A. classic
3: from, (laughs) you know, savory to sweet and back to savory. That's right. Since we're having a night, and this is all, of course, about having people over, and mostly I've only really experienced a proper high tea out. But I feel like our purposes of hosting at home, we really only have the capacity to do a, a, an English style. High tea, right? Or afternoon tea, as we learn it's supposed to be called.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good party idea. Well,
3: maybe this is the moment where you buy a tiered thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like this would be such a fun excuse to go to really fun flea markets Mm -hmm. or— Estate sales. Yes. Well, I was at Tomas's—hi, Tomas. Um, Tomas is our photographer. Yeah. He's amazing. and He's French, and it was his birthday this weekend— and I was at his house for his birthday brunch, and his wife, Brittany, had found these incredible silver champagne coupes yeah. at an estate sale for 100 bucks. Well, and um, they were, how many for 100? I think like a lot. A lot. Wow. Yeah, like maybe more than 15. Yeah, people don't go to estate sales. And they were so beautiful. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, that would be so. And you could probably go to a flea market and get like super cheap sort of varied china and get teeny little oh i love that when all them are different yeah i know have you ever been to tea and sympathy here nope oh my god it's in the west village it is actually the best place to have tea it's it's so special and i think all their china is is different and it's sort of like it makes you feel like you're just in a windswept house somewhere (laughs) i don't know
2: (laughs) Yes. So you gotta get some levels, some tiered things. Different mm-hmm. platters. Cake platter is always good for a tea situation. Yeah. Cause then you things can go under it. Of course the inverted bowl trick. If you can't buy a tiered thing, just flip a bowl and put a platter on top of it. Yep. Teacups and saucers. I don't have a little dainty teacups. Yeah. A little mismatched teacups.
3: Yeah. Well let's go to a flea market and find some.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't either. I
3: I Mostly use mugs at home for when I make myself tea, but I would really like to have more cups and saucers. The problem is they're hard to store because they take up space, you know, because you don't, you know, the, the handle yes, bumps up it, against the rim of the yeah, one underneath. Yeah, you can't really smash I think definitely. you got to, like— um, <gasps> get a bunch of hooks. hooks. Oh, hang them! Oh, oh my god, maybe I'll do that. That would be such a great DIY project. I'm turning into a one woman Etsy. Oh my god! <laughs> no Pinterest, Pinterest, whatever is it is. Very Pinteresty,
2: don't you think? Isn't say? everything Pinteresty? I
3: just like tea in particular because it is particularly feminine. And dainty and has such an aesthetic component uh-huh. that it feels very... Like, I can picture someone's Pinterest uh-huh. page that's all pastels. Yes. It's like, beautiful photos of macaroons.
2: Yes. You oh, know? macaroons. I mean, You don't even well, get me started. What kind do. of a tablecloth do you have? Oh, God. I would love to do, like, a doily, lacy... Antique vibe i mean yeah. i want marie antoinette i want everyone wearing like big wigs pastels like crazy fans mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lots of blush yes i mean i don't know how many people i could actually get to dress up like that but with our friends a fair amount yeah also you could dress
3: like that and then everyone like, else would feel like an idiot or maybe you'd feel like an the idiot. way
2: i like to make <laughs> my friends feel You guys didn't get the memo? Fine. I guess you could stay. (laughs) Have fun. Uh,
0: Well, what's your tablecloth?
3: My tablecloth, I was also thinking like a lace doily kind of a situation, which, again, I don't have. But, again, I think at a flea market you could find a really (gasps) beautiful— Ari's putting
2: her hands over her face. She's going to say something so exciting. (laughs) What is it going to be?
3: Oh, God. It's
2: not exciting, but I was just thinking what if you have like a beautiful lace— Uh, doily tablecloth. And then each placemat is like a different color lacy one. So Mm. you've got like all different. Sure.
3: Yes, of course. Same tablecloth, obviously.
2: What, so talk to me about your sandwiches. I want to go really traditional. Yeah. So I, I didn't know that you got to weight them down. I don't think I've ever done
3: that. I didn't either. So when you make your tea sandwiches, and I think that that's So, first of all, I think you have to use a very good serrated knife to cut off the crust because otherwise your fillings kind of get a little, like, stuck when you're cutting. Because the bread, it's that stick-to-the-roof-of-your-mouth kind of bread. It's Mm -hmm. almost like a wonder bread. It's just, like, plain, plain white bread. Yep. So I think you have to use a very good serrated knife Mm -hmm. to cut those beautiful rectangles. And then you basically have to take, like, I think a baking sheet would do it. But you have to put a baking sheet, something on top to weigh it down. Yeah, not too heavy, but, yeah, just enough. Right. Yeah, because no, you don't no, want, like, panini. all the feelings to come out. <laughs> exactly. But I did—I thought that was actually very—because that's why they don't look so tall. Yeah, and they're uniform and a So way. we made them for our Oscar party, and I was just looking at photos, and that's, I think, why they didn't come out as beautifully. Totally. I also always make them too big. They should not be—they could be a triangle, but if they're a triangle, they should be a small triangle. not yeah. like, like, not a two-hander. no. Everything on tea is a one-hander.
2: Oh, my God. That's it. That's the key. Yep. Because you're talking or you're drinking tea with one hand and you're eating with the other. You're gossiping. You're gesturing a lot. Mm -hmm. Also, the filling should only be, I think it's like a quarter to a half of the ratio of the whole sandwich. This is not like your double-decker sub. This ain't no club. (laughs) This ain't no club. It's a tea party. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Actually, it's not. I I think
3: it's really sort of a one layer. As in if you're doing cucumbers, it's like two layers of cucumber with one thin thing of cream cheese. Or tomatoes, it's like an overlapped layer of tomatoes. It's not – even with egg salad,
2: you're not going ham on the egg salad. No. And then what's the other one? It's like – it's egg salad. Uh, cucumber, obviously. Salmon, of course. Salmon. Don't go crazy with the salmon. No, Again. just a little dainty. Yep, little dainty. So that you can eat more of them. Yeah. You know?
3: Mm-hmm, big time.
2: Uh, some people do a chicken, like a chicken salad. Yeah, on like a, is that on white as well? Which one's on rye? Oh, I they don't they do a, rye? Or like the brown, a brown bread. yeah, salmon yeah. Salmon, yeah. maybe? Yeah,
3: they just, exactly, salmon. I love that. But it's kind of like a gravlax, right? A little bit of dill Mm on a... And I think actually the salmon... interestingly, I think the salmon is with butter and the cucumber (gasps) is with cream cheese. You're so right. You're so right. Also because we're actors. I mean, cucumber sandwiches became popular because Mm -hmm. of the importance
2: of being earnest. I know. I love it. Yes. Oh, are you going to be
3: baking? Oh, I'm not going to be baking. I think you might have to go to like a French patisserie.
2: Do you give some of your guests that
3: responsibility? Yeah, I would maybe have a person... So it's also hard, I think, to find the kind of scones that we're talking about. Like, tea scones are different from, like... Like a behemoth
2: that someone gets on their way to work,
3: you know what I mean? <laughs> those, like, gigantic things that have currents popping out of them all over the sides. I mean, it's a—you're eating a brick. Yeah,
2: you're eating a brick. But these should be, like, a small, airy Clotted thing. cream! Oh. Oh, oh, my God. I'm getting so excited, as I do every time we record. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking out! Clotted cream. And those cute yeah. little clotted cream bottles. Glass Bottoms. jars, 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 jar, jars. Jar, 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 jar. <laughs> Your little knives. So I think I'm not making my pastries. No, I'm not. Definitely not.
3: I'm gonna. I'll make, I'm gonna make my sandwiches. I'm, I'm gonna,
2: gonna, gonna make, make my the sandwiches. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm gonna have to say the, t- set, the t- set the table. Do the teapots go on the table?
2: Yeah, cute.
3: That's another thing. My dad bought me a very beautiful vintage teapot. That's so stunning, and I think that's another fun thing to get on eBay or a flea market. It just elevates the whole thing to a feeling of. Um, indulgence. It's dainty indulgence.
2: Yes, exactly, oh, exactly. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. scones. What else? Like, what little cakes are we talking about? So I want.
3: Okay, a. I want mini mini madeleines. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I want like a mini raspberry jam cookie. <laughs> you know, like almost like a lindor. We forgot
2: about jams. Hold on, I'm
3: freaking out. Yes, <laughs> I want like a lemon curd, tart? Small, small.
2: Like, everything is one bite. Like I, I said. I want to play charades. My coffee, Claire. Uh-huh. Okay, you want to play charades? No, it's, it would be impossible, okay. but you have to, like, enact the feeling that these Guys, the rest pastries of the podcast will be silent. silent,
3: except for ours. like, I'm laughing. You, 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 key line pie. Um,
2: <laughs>
3: I never like, but I will always eat the fruit off of one of those little, like, fruit tartlets. You, you know just where? eat the fruit off of it?
2: Yeah, because
3: I don't like the Sophie. inside,
2: and the, the pastry is always, like, nasty. This is so, like, um, we both make fun of people who oh. don't eat their cheese Oh, yeah, edges. I but I would never—I wouldn't eat it
3: off of the my beautiful tiered tray. I would put it on my thing, and then I would just eat the the, the raspberry or the blackberry yeah. or whatever. You know, they're not that good anyway. They're not. They're, they're not. always covered in a weird jelly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. You can also do a tuna sandwich. (laughs) I (laughs) just (laughs) want to (laughs)
2: say. Important. I'm dying. Hey, guess what? You you might even throw in roast beef. I don't know. Wow, Wow! Horseradish. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then you could put, like, a pickled pepper jelly on the table.
3: Whoa. That's a whole other meal. That's hot. That's proper high tea when you're eating meat and potatoes. All right. Because we usually—we could go really traditional.
2: Guys, I got to
3: be honest. I think I'm buying everything except for the tea and the sandwiches. Like, I'm not going to make a scone because I know I can get it better somewhere else.
2: No, unless it was like, oh, I took a scone-making class and I'm inviting you all over to try— My experiment. But I also love little things. (laughs) Like, Uh I'm such a little girl. Like, I love a dollhouse. But, like, when you go to a nice hotel and you have tea or even when they send up a breakfast, uh, like, the tiny—what is that French brand? Yeah, like— Bon Marmier. Whatever. (gasps) Those tiny little jars with the little red and white plaid top.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they're very
2: cute. Oh, a mini one? Oh, my God. You could put mini ones, like, all over the table.
3: I mean, it's going to be ex- extremely cute.
2: Yes. <laughs> I hate to say it. It's, twee it's gonna be cute in the
3: max. <laughs> like, cuckoo. Yeah. I'm starting to think, though, the more we talk about this, the more I'm like, no, I think I only want to go out for tea.
2: Oh, she's having a change of heart. She is. Why? What's What makes it special? You think, like, going to the place and having, like— the real tradition the authenticity of it
3: yeah and because i think it's they they are making the things in house well, yeah. sourcing them from the best places whereas mine will be so haphazard i think there's something about like the way in which I host where everything feels quite homemade. Right. And I want something to just feel perfect. Like, I'm very imprecise with (sighs) my way of serving and cooking, and I would love to just be in a tea environment that's incredibly precise. Like, imagine what an eclair would look like if I tried to make it. It would be a mess. No, you're not making it.
2: No. So I think— Right. (laughs) It's a real, like, treat yourself moment. Yes, exactly. With treats. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tea treats. But it is such a nice break in the middle of the day because sometimes the—you know, between lunch and dinner feels longer than between breakfast and lunch. It is longer. I remember at Vassar—I don't know if Yale had something like this. At Vassar, there was still always between four and six in all of the parlors of all of, like, the big buildings and dorms. There was tea. Oh my God, mm-hmm. that's so. They crazy. didn't. Not all of them had like treats, but some of like main building had little. Wow. Yeah, like back from when it was founded. Well,
3: we used to have these events called Masters Teas, and I'm sure they still exist, and I'm sure they've changed the name for a very good reason. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, but you would. It was like within your residential college, they would bring someone in from the outside. So let's say like Ari Venturi is here to talk about her experience <laughs> doing nothing, a a co-host on <laughs> having a night, and they would actually have like yeah proper English tea. Mm-hmm. I would go every single yeah. master's tea just for the food. I mean, I have no recollection of anybody that I saw. But, yeah.
2: Um, it's just Yeah. A, it's a really nice tradition.
3: Yeah. Even just a cup of tea at 4 o'clock without treats is nice.
2: Right. Not too much—it's not like having a big old cup of coffee. Yeah. Get a little buzzed or relaxed. I mean, that's why I I do think tea is superior to coffee. Me too. I know we can, might catch a lot of flack for that, but— There's just so many different ways it can make you feel. And
3: in like my palate is not refined enough to be able to tell if a coffee is from Ethiopia or if it's Arabica. I know I'm pronouncing it. But but whereas tea, it's like there's roasted oolong, there's regular oolong, there's sencha, there's gemai cha, there's black tea, but it's all from the same plant. Yeah. Which is wild, right? It's like and they all taste so different. And then plus you get into the herbals, and my head explodes. Oh, my God. mm, I love tea. I order all of my teas from this guy who lives in Taiwan, from this company called Ecocha. How do you spell that? Mm E-C-O-C-H-A. So cha means um, tea in Chinese. And they're all... You know, organically farmed, and they're so good. And the thing is, it looks like it's expensive when you order it, but you realize that a package lasts for so long because you're not supposed to use a lot. Like, yes, you I always get use that You should a wrong. little bit and then and let it steep because, I mean, in, in China, like, they're used to brewing it in these teeny, teeny, tiny teapots. Oh, They're not used to brewing it for, like, a huge cup. You, right. you brew
2: it for literally, like, right. an ounce. Yeah, like one of those um, little cups. But, yeah, <laughs> anyway— really quickly if we're making cocktails with tea that's like a thing now i think of at some of these super cool mixology bars oh
3: one of those
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) but like a highball with like well you could do like a minty tea oh wait a second isn't there like a derby drink that's like mint tea yeah and isn't a mint
3: no no. as a mint julep Mm -mm. does that have no. It doesn't
2: have tea in it, but you, I bet there is. There surely are. If you guys, you listeners, know of any, let us know. That'd be a. I think that would be a nice, refreshing, an iced situation and yeah. a tall, a tall boy with like probably a mint tea and maybe some gin, something really herbaceous or something. Yeah, like something herbaceous with a lot of lemon in it. Mm-hmm. That could be nice. Yeah.
3: Um, I mean, I think I'm just thinking of, like, a lemonade with some vodka. I've forgotten about the tea altogether. No, no. But also, like, Earl Grey has such a nice flavor. Um, I think the thing is that sometimes alcohol feels so... Sharp? Yes, sharp, that, like, I want it to be kind of mellowed out with something, and tea is hard to mellow
2: Yeah, but I think you definitely have to use a sweetener of some kind or some kind of, like, liqueur to... It wouldn't be a one-to-one. You'd have... It would be a really light drink. Yeah. Wait,
3: imagine, like, this may be disgusting, but, like, no, an elderflower cordial right. with then, like, actually a very, like, floral tea, like a rosy tea. Yeah. And then, like, some vodka and a topper of
2: spritzy something. Like yes. Spray. That'd be yummy. That'd be super yummy. And you know what else? I bet there's, like, a version of, like, a Pimm's cup. Yeah. With tea. You know Ooh, what I mean? Something yeah. maybe with a lot of floating um, citrus. Yeah, I think you want to get
3: in with some fruit in your in your tea alcoholic beverage.
2: Mm. Yeah.
3: Have you ever been to a tea dance? No. Have mm-hmm. you? Well, the only time that I've been to Provincetown, Provincetown is a small part of Cape Cod that is primarily gay, and I went on Bare Weekend, so it was... All Bears and our friend Dustin Wills and, my, and our friend Caroline Keene. We went on Bear Weekend. It was totally wild. We went to the 4 p.m. tea dance. I didn't realize tea dance actually meant like rum punch, but whoa. Oh, rum and tea. Hold on. Okay, yes. The trip back to Boston was intense on that ferry. I mean, it's oh, you just. Oh, didn't, you didn't stay overnight. So it's called a tea dance. So tea dances used to mean. That 30 cents bought you tea, sandwiches, cakes, and a chance to dance to the music of the big bands popular at the
2: time. Like yeah, the but 1930s. also a chance to wink, wink. To wink, wink. You <laughs> imagine all the young people like seeing their parents having tea and they're like, we want to make tea
3: yeah, sexy. Let's,
2: yes,
3: yeah, let's make tea cool this, again. This tea is o- old. <laughs> it was the Amaro fashion. of the 1930s. Right. Let's bring it back. Yeah. But that's the only tea dance I've been to, but I think like, It's the tea. The idea of a tea dance has just lost the meaning. Wait, did they
2: serve any? There was no
3: tea. There was just. What it was just. I mean, I was. Whoa! Yeah. Huh. But it was fun. It was very fun, and that's sort of like a famous tea dance.
2: Oh. Yeah. But then also in in our research, these tea dances, these traditional ones from the '30s, they came back again in the '80s, and like the same crowd, fifty years later. (gasps) Isn't that so so sweet? Yeah, so sweet. (sighs) Would make a, a great movie. Yeah, I was just about to say I want to be like old notebook. and living <laughs>
3: like on a hill in England going to a tea dance. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. We got really excited this episode. We hope it was fun for all of you, as fun for all of you guys as it was for us. Yeah, let us know what you think. Um, thank you to College Mailing, our fantastic editor, Rebecca Cobert, our producer.
2: To New Neighborhood. And to all of you for listening in, you can follow us at Having a Night.
3: And email us hello at having a night podcast.com.
2: Now get out there and throw a tea party. Or go get some tea at wherever tea is served. <laughs> <laughs> We have a listener question. <laughs>
3: we have a listener question. It is. It's really exciting.
2: It is. You know why? Because we want more listener questions from you guys. Yeah, just DM us at having a night. We yeah. want to
3: answer. Send us emails. Hello at having a night Okay, on to the question. It's a having a night challenge. Ooh. Laurel Canyon housewarming party, 3 to 7 p.m., approximately 30 guests. No theme yet, but not doing a full meal. Hearty apps. Day before the studio city farmer's market, sadly. Open to any themes, a few kids slash babies will be there. Probably not a punch situation, but maybe. Clearly, this listener knows how much we love our punch. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So first I think we want to say it's in LA, where I know this listener said that it's the day before the studio City Farmers Market, but like LA is rife with her farmers' markets. And like you
2: have a car.
3: And you have a car. So go to a different farmer's market. Don't succumb to Trader Joe's or Whole Foods or Anywhere else. Yeah, Bonds. not even airwan
2: Not even, well, <laughs> I
3: mean, <laughs> Erewhon is my heaven, so well. that's different. But let's start with drinks, because I feel like that's an easy one. Ooh, yeah. So in my dream, you're going to the farmer's market, you're buying a bunch of oranges and grapefruits, maybe all different varieties. Mm-hmm. All you're having is fresh squeezed orange juice and grapefruit juice, and you're going to put out your vodka, tequila, and your gin. Yeah. And you're going to make a little limeade For kids, and also you can make it alcoholic if you want.
2: That's perfect. Two birds, one stone, and you just keep it simple and local. And local. And because it's a daytime fiesta, it's like you don't need a Negroni, you don't need a cocktail. And you can kind of let people control how much booze they're putting in their drink. Exactly. Buy some extra citrus, and then you can use it to kind of decorate the table. Really beautiful pinks, and greens, and yellows, and orange. Yeah, just put some bowls of citrus out.
3: Even if you don't have a tablecloth, I feel like if you put out a whole bunch of if you put
2: if you put your produce
3: on the table, it'll look so decorated. Yeah. But I mean, yes, yeah, those orbs, colorful orbs. Yeah. Okay. So, talk to me about what you would you would recommend for food.
2: Okay, I think first of all, housewarming. So you want to create an atmosphere of abundance. I mean, I guess you always do. You never want to be like, come over and here's your breadstick and that's it. (laughs) That happened to me one time at a dinner. (laughs) Don't still angry at this person. (laughs) (laughs) Say no more. But you just, it's about welcoming people into your home. You're, you might want to splurge a little bit. It's, you just want to create an atmosphere of, of warmth and abundance and blah, 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 blah. So I think since the party's pretty four hours long, you want to have stuff, some stuff that can stay out all the time. So I'm thinking like, Go to your favorite cheese monger or, like, meat and cheese place. Have them put together a beautiful platter. Done. You don't have to worry about that. Something like that can stay out all day, but you might want to do things in sections. So maybe you've got some hot stuff in the oven staying warm that you can bring out around 5 o'clock. But I think Sophie and I agreed, as a general rule, no silverware. Definitely no silverware
3: because there's nothing more exciting than seeing a platter that just has toothpick sticking up out of it yes. you know like people love it ooh, god yeah but you also as the host you don't want to be running back and forth so I feel like if there's an oven thing that you're doing you want it to be something you can throw in the oven when the timer goes off you take it out and it's ready mm-hmm. right you don't want to have it be something where like you take it out then you have to finish it then no. you have to replate it like that I yeah. think is a little too much
2: oh so maybe you do something like let's say meatballs so you cook the meatballs and then you maybe even put the Maybe you have toothpicks on the side. So maybe you cook the meatballs, then plate them in a oven safe dish and then keep and this is before your guests get there, so at like two thirty. And then at three, you can just put the oven to like 175 or 200 and just leave them in there. Yeah. So then you can just take them right out and put them on the table. I also love the
3: idea of doing a bunch of different dips. Yeah. Because who doesn't love a dip? And also we're talking about LA. People may have crazy dietary restrictions. So you can do dips with exciting chips and crackers and different kinds of breads. But you can also do crudité with like... Fennel and cucumbers and carrots and, ooh, even like radishes. Mm-hmm. You could do a hummus. You can do like a green goddess dip, a tzatziki, maybe a carrot hummus where you take some of the regular hummus and you just whip in some roasted carrots. Yeah. Also, bring out guac guy. You think so? Be guac guy.
2: Be him. <laughs> Not, be be him. him. Not today. <laughs> There's there's nothing greater than a huge bowl of guacamole. Especially in L.A.
3: Give the people what they want.
2: Yes. And give the children what they want. Oh, yeah. But I like also where you were just going with this Middle Eastern thing. Mm-hmm. I think that could be really cool. You could make, uh, if you're ambitious, you could make some really good crackers and pita and just yeah. like sprinkle some seeds on there i think having a big bread basket is also very nice and inviting you can kind of put some a linen in it so it looks really cute you can have a baguette sticking out some crackers lodge bread company which i know sells at the
3: beverly hills farmer's market on sunday but i'm sure they're at other farmer's markets every day of the week is my favorite breakery breakery they make unbelievable breads I would just buy like one of each of their breads and cut them all up and just have them talk about abundance. Yes.
2: So you've got that and you've got your vegetables for the vegetable people. You've got the meat for the paleo people. You've got the cheese for
3: your friends. You're going to have a cheese and you're going to have, for your your actual friends, (laughs) you're going to have a meat and cheese situation. Just know it, do it. So I
2: went to a great housewarming party this past Saturday. Some highlights breadsticks with a little wrap of prosciutto on the end so it was like a little prosciutto lollipop. Oh. Genius. Asparagus. Like There's a flag waving with prosciutto on <laughs> <Exactly>. the end. Yeah. <laughs> just walk around marching like you're a like you're a wizard and that's your magic wand and turn everyone into cured meats. Um <laughs> uh asparagus speaking of prosciutto asparagus wrapped in prosciutto you yes. can either cook it or not yeah people go crazy for that shit yeah it's they like, really Ooh, do. i wouldn't have thought to do this it's like
3: uh, why not prosciutto wrapped dates i'm like that actually theoretically i'm not excited by it but then i see it and i get excited by exactly. it it's like anything it's wrapped Like someone wrapped did the job for you yeah it's true you could even wrap a piece of cheese in prosciutto i don't know that's a little much for
2: me but what about cantaloupe Season, oh, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, do that. Do a big prosciutto and melone tray. You know what I love? A skewer, a caprese skewer. Little ball of mozzarella, a little cherry tomato, a little basil. On like one of those little bamboo thingies? Yes. Okay, I'm into that. I mean, I'm it's very a little 90s, but I think it's like a nice little, it's a way to eat caprese without silverware. The 90s are back. Mm-hmm. And as long as we're talking about caprese...
3: I love the idea of also doing like maybe a sheet pan pizza. So you oh, go yes, out yes. you buy a bunch of pizza dough or like a couple pizza doughs. You spread them out into the sheet pan and then you're going to do mozzarella, like a really melty mozzarella. Maybe you put on fresh tomatoes after it yes. comes out of the oven. Yes. You cut that up and then you just have little squares for everybody. You could also do one with like ricotta and figs. Yes. You can do, the options are limitless. You can even, mix it up and do a filo dough instead of a pizza dough and mm. do like a filo dough with... Uh, whatever oh kind of gosh. you could do like a, a fruity one, like phyllo dough, ricotta,
2: peaches. Yeah, nectarines. Yeah, get in there. Those would be like I, I think for the people who come around five, six o'clock. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, I like that. It's like a treasure
3: if you came if you came, you came for the late. for the late the time. cocktails
2: and the and the flatbreads. Yeah. Oh, I love a crostini. You could just go wild. So many different types you could make. i mean a to crostini with olive tapenade. <sighs> olive tapenade. <laughs> olive. Tap Tap and you don't
3: even have to make it yourself. Go buy it. Go buy it. Um, I want to give a shout out to my favorite uh, store in the world, the Beverly Hills Cheese Store. Mm. It is unbelievably overpriced, but it also makes my heart sing. So if you're looking to drop some cash on some dairy, go check it out. Yes. Okay, so themes.
2: Okay. <laughs> I was thinking that since it's they moved uh, to L.A. and it's really hard to do a theme party with, with kids and also in, for people our age. What if the theme was just you have to dress up as someone who attends one of the theme parties in Big Little Lies. Any one of them. Or someone just in Big Little Lies. Yeah.
3: And yeah, the theme is just Big Little Lies, but specifically, yes, the theme parties of Big Little, Little Lies. Lies. Yes. And I was thinking that maybe the theme is Laurel Canyon, oh. like the movie Laurel Canyon, and everybody has to just come as Francis McDormand. Oh my God. The many shades of Francis McDormand. So it's Laurel
2: Canyon, but really it's Francis McDormand.
3: Yes, really. Which fan
2: would
3: you be? Um, oh God. Oh well, I mean, the easiest costume, of up. course, is three billion, uh, three, three billions, three billboards. What, what's the cost? What would you do? I don't know. Short hair, wear bandana, <gasps> loose pants, look angry. <laughs> That's kind of
2: her all the time. Yeah, <laughs> look angry, dry and maybe, dry. Yeah, but what about just dressing up as a cop and doing Fargo? Oh sure. Well,
3: I think that's your party.
2: I think that's a great party. I
3: mean, even if you had no food, but you told everybody to come as Francis McDormand, they'd be like, this is the greatest party of all time. Yes. <laughs> Enjoy. Let us know how it goes. Yeah.
0: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too?